Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was a bear bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen post on Tumblr. I'm joined with YD. Hi, this is YD. You can find me at Yellow Delaney on Tumblr. Kama. Hi, this is Kama, and you can find me at Grammar Saves Lives on Tumblr. Uh, Guile. This is Guile. I'm Guile and Subterfuge on Tumblr. Eon. This is Eon, and you can find me at Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr. And Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky Chikrin on Tumblr. I think this is the first time in quite a long while we've had the whole gang here. <laughs> I know, yeah. it's weird. It's Me really not it. It, you guys so again. it feels so good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so we are doing a potpourri of sorts, I guess a book versus show themed episode. I don't know if we can technically call it Cluster Palooza 2.0. <laughs> I think we can. <laughs> I think we should. I think we can, actually. Okay. Um, so anyway, as always, spoilers for book and show. Um, so who compiled these anyway? Was it Chicky and Guile, pretty much? Chicky <laughs> and Guile. Okay. Yeah, Guile. Guile. About do you, well, it depends. Do you like them or do you not? I don't. I'm just looking. Who do I lay blame or I, I give like credit to? Question, I like questions like one to seven, and I hate the others. So who did? What? <laughs> All right, let's let's do our first one, and it's um, a favorite book to show change. What's your favorite book to show change? There are books. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'll give you mine. Oh, mine is the one everyone else hates. <laughs> oh God! What? What's, what's this that? Isn't Tywin, is it? Oh, it's going to be Tywin and Arya. Uh, yeah. Oh God! Yep. This you is my answer. Love it. Love it. <laughs> it will not make me change my mind. <laughs> that is my, literally my least favorite. <laughs> Let's have that conversation again. Oh, I'm going to back you up when we get to another <laughs> question, comma a little bit. So. So you're saying Tywin. You like Tywin better on the show than in the book. I like the Tywin Arya, the inclusion of the switch of um, Arya being Tywin's cupbearer from Ruth Bolton's cupbearer. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm. Okay, I like so actually you seeing Hardhome. Oh, I was going to say that, yeah. Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Shockingly, it's something from fucking season five, which was otherwise kind of a train wreck, but Hardhome was ridiculously good. Yeah, that was excellent. Sending yep. John to Hardhome was a good idea. Yeah, Silence. No, I, agree. I agree with Hardhome. Um, no, I think so. I, You know what I liked a little better in the show? Um, I liked their portrayal of Theon um, in the earliest stages. I, I think I've talked about it a little bit before on podcasts, but I really like that they emphasised... Uh, his struggle with his identity and his conscience, like, earlier on in the books. I think, I mean, it's there in the books, but in the show they accelerated it a bit more, and I like how it gave the viewers the ability to empathise more quickly with Theon, and I think 
empathise a bit more deeply with him as well. I mean, it made me appreciate Theon a little more. So, yeah, I like That's that. It's so funny that. because I feel like book readers definitely like Theon more than show-only people. Well, that's funny because I, I mean, I, I'm not on Reddit as often as you are, but my understanding from what I've seen of the forums and whatnot is that a lot of people really dislike Theon in the book, so they didn't yeah. really empathise uh, with his struggles sort of in the later books because of what, how he was presented in the earlier books. So, I don't know. I mean, I think there will be some that do like him from the books and some that don't. For, but for me personally, I think I, I really like the way that they did Theon in the show. Hmm. Yeah, I think yeah, he's excellent. It's really well done. And Elfie Allen. Oh, God. I'm, I'm just, yeah. I, he needs to win awards. I think I, he never yeah. will, but that's I really well. think he's well deserved. Well, yeah, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, that's what I realized as I was, like, trying to figure out my answers, what we came up with, is, like, a lot of it is how the actors have um, taken on the character that's kind of flavored my answers. That's um, true, yeah. So, like, for me, <laughs> I really appreciate um, Nat Dormer's portrayal of Marjorie Tyrell. I mean, it's more than just that, because <laughs> they actually, actually gave her material to work with, whereas Marjorie in yeah. the book is... <laughs> really more of a device than anything like she's not really a flushed out character so i think that's been my favorite change from book to show that's a good one i think that is like in a lot of cases it's both the the writing and the actor that are sort of uh giving a better portrayal i think of what's in the books but then oft times it is just mostly put down to the acting i think because Mm -hmm. some of the writing is not not as good. Well, this would get me kicked off Reddit, but I actually enjoy the Missandei Grey Worm romance. I think it's good to humanize some of the people around Danny, make make you, you care about them. So even the aging up, like the you, you would have to say then the aging up of those characters. Well, Missandei yeah, particularly, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think yeah, killing off Eerie and and you know I don't know what happened to, to Jiki, but you know I guess it needed to her. To her. She just disappeared. <laughs> One was locked in a vault and one just disappeared. That was Doria. Yeah, Yeah, and then. (laughs) Dorito. Dorito. (laughs) (laughs) One was locked in a vault with snacks. (laughs) Wasn't there one kill? I agree with you, Gail. I liked, I always liked the little human touches they put in. I. I do think I said this though previously and I still agree with what I said previously and I think that. They focused maybe a little bit too much on the Grey Worm Missandei romance in season five. I think that time could have been better spent elsewhere. I think we could have still had that little bit of romance without it taking up so much time. But then again, in the grand scheme of what was wrong with season five, I think that ranks way down. Yeah. How about you, Eon? What's your favorite book to show change? Oh gosh, I, I can't even really pin one down. Um, I did, I did really like the whole thing where they changed the bloody mummers to like lock, locks guys, you know, the Bruce Bolton's men in yeah. season three. Uh, Blood agrees with you, Locke's yeah. favorite too. Yeah. <laughs> You're jumping the I mean, gun. Like, <laughs> we'll get to I him. I like Bargo Holt, but he's like just a cartoon character. Sure. And I don't think he would have translated very well to actual like, you know, film. Yeah. That's yeah, a good one. Right. That's a really I think good that one. he works a lot better in a book medium. I think that to have him on the show with his lisp it would be distracting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe wouldn't have worked so well. And well, and the they're so over the top in the books. Yeah. I mean, yes. like 
and I I feel if they tried to do them on the show, I I don't know. I think that would have been. Yeah, I think I that think horrible Deanna's Liz, right. that that Kingslayer, bring so me my every captain, you, know, you, my you are my captain. You know, everyone, give <laughs> me your best the fires. <laughs> It would make the scene, too, where Brianna's being threatened, like, so much more horrifying to have this slobbering, just disgusting. (laughs) All right. Okay, so we've done the good stuff. Let's go on to the not-so-good stuff. Um, What is your least favorite book to show change? Well, well, for me, it's really the whitewashing of Tyrion, Mm. I'd say, just throughout the whole show, really. And it just really bothered me whenever they totally changed Tyrion's motives for killing Tywin. They totally forgot about Tysha, and yeah. they made it all about Shay. And I really just didn't like that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's uh, yeah. Right up there. I think. From... I mean, I. Oh, go ahead, Wendy. You go ahead. Look. No. You go. Oh, okay. I mean, I think that can be extended to characterization in general. I think that. And we have talked about this before, but it's, it is the, the way that they are not particularly good at dealing with the grey in characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, the books are so good for showing layers and for showing complexity and, you know, and then the show takes characters like Cersei and Stannis and even Catelyn, you know, I hated the way they took one of their strongest women characters with real flaws and tried to kind of whitewash that away as well. They really try mm-hmm. to simplify their characters. I think for the sake of the audience, I think it's a disservice to the audience thinking that, you know, we're not intelligent enough to actually appreciate complicated characters. They think that we need to be told, you know, who's good, who's bad, who's a hero, who's a villain. So, um, like, so I think that's... A solid counter yeah. to what George does with his characters. Right, <laughs> yeah. Although it's interesting. So my brother is a, one of my brothers is a show-only watcher, and it was, I think it was... Even maybe even after season three, he was like, "Well, I think I don't think the show's going anywhere because there's no one to root for." Like he really he really needed the show to kind of present someone to him as the right answer. Like he just couldn't mm. grab he couldn't grab yes, it without right. that because he said what he liked yes. Ned and then he liked Rob. Yeah, he's like <laughs> the stereotypical like show watcher. Well, I really like that Ned guy. Oh, right. Rob. I think your brother's been proven wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, they they perhaps do need to tread a line between those who have read the books and those who have not read the books. And perhaps those who have read have have not read the books uh, are going into the show expecting to have that sort of clear-cut line between the good guys and the bad guys. But I feel like... Once you've gotten into season one, you sort of know where you're going to be. You you understand uh, what what the books are doing, what the show is doing, the fact that there really is no one protagonist um, in the show. So I feel like if you get through <laughs> season one, you kind of know what you're in for. Uh, I feel like we don't need dumbing down. Here's Here's my problem, and it's been my problem all along. This is airing, this is not airing on ABC or NBC or any of the three, you know, whatever the networks, um, networks, the broadcast networks. This is airing, it's not even airing on basic cable, it's airing on HBO. I mean, the network that gave us shows like The Sopranos and Six Feet Under and, and and The Wire, you know, most of the people who watch 
HBO are used to seeing shows with very gray characters. This is not, and it's not even like you have, um, you know, studio execs coming down and saying, oh, you know, I don't know that Tyrion's a little, we got to make him a little more, you know, white hat. I mean, they're not, this is, and especially now with all their awards and their ratings, they have a lot of leeway. So for them to be doing this, it, it, under the guise that your audience needs everything spelled out and simplified, I don't buy that. Well, I think, I think they're, they're running into very their... conventional. Yeah, I think you're running into basically a culture clash. It's like old TV and even movies, you know, it's like people wanted things very clear cut. You know, like they didn't want to have to have those questions or those, those shows where there were questions about morality and, and things like that didn't do as well. So it was just kind of not the done thing. But I mean, there's kind of a new age of TV where these kind of morally ambiguous characters are becoming much more commonplace. And it is strange with, with Game of Thrones at this point being pretty much the juggernaut of TV at the moment, that they are a little afraid to embrace some of the stuff that it is, it, it's going pretty well on a lot of other networks with a lot of other shows doing really, mm-hmm. you know, morally gray storylines and characters and things. So yeah, it, it is a weird thing that Game of Thrones can't quite embrace kind of what the point of the books is, which is, you know, there are no good guys. Yeah. 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 I think D&D are very conventional in, in their narratives, though, like, just judging mm-hmm. from, you know, Troy that they wrote. I mean, it's the most conventional, possibly the most conventional retelling of the story possible. Um, I think they're good at other things. It, You know, it's unfortunate. I mean, some of the things they're good at are spectacular, and then the things that they're not so good at are Epic some values. of the nuances. And, yeah, I mean, it's... You kind of wish that, you know, there was like a third person that was good at good at that other part. <laughs> right. I mean, because characterization to me is one of the most important, if not the most important aspect of telling a story. You need your characters. You need good characters. Yeah. Um, and I feel like so many of these wonderful characters from the books have become so one-dimensional and it really takes away significantly from the actual storytelling as well. So even when they get things right, um, sometimes it still falls a little bit flat. I'd love to hear their justification for some of the changes they've made. I'm sh- maybe it's out there in interviews or whatever, but I'd be nice. I think they're saved, and they're saved by the acting in some cases too. Like yeah. if we talked about least favorite things, I mean, the whole pretty much elimination of Mance is, is still kind of galling to me, but mm. I mean... Kieran Hines saves that, you know, he saves the whole damn thing in his death scene. Right. Yeah. I don't know, for me, least favorite, oh god, most <laughs> of season five. Um, <laughs> no, probably the, um, oh god, it's a toss up between swapping out Sansa for Jane and, uh, oh god, there's so many things to pick from here. Dorn, and Dorn, Dorn, Dorn. 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 Yeah, Dorn for me. I, I mean, I just, uh, yeah. Dorn for me too. I mean, I don't think anyone, do, do you actually know anyone who is a book reader who enjoyed the Dorn storyline? Uh, I don't, I don't. No. Anyone like, don't fuck yeah, know. Dorn? I don't think so. I don't understand why there are show people who like Dorn. I mean, in fact, if there are any other there are? I think there barely are. There, maybe a uh, few, yeah. I mean, look, but I, I it was it. talk about taking something that was interesting and, um, 
layered in a good way. I know not everyone here is the fan of the Dawn storyline in the books. Like I know, for example, Chicky's not. She didn't love it. Like, I am not, like, I am not <laughs> I either. No. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I know that you think it's, and it's true, it is removed from the bulk of the book storylines. Uh, it's kind of like operating in its own little world. Um, but if I, you're going to do it, yeah. why do you tell what's cool about it and I remove that entirely? It. I enjoyed it personally. I know a lot of people enjoyed it. I really like Duran. I really like Ariane. I like them as characters. And the show just completely fucked it up in every imaginable way for me. Like, replacing Ariane with Tristane as Duran's heir is such an egregious thing to do, particularly because the whole fucking point of Dawn is that it considers its women to be equals of men, well, in most ways, at least. Well, um, and that's and- one of the big problems with the show is this constant... It's usually an undercurrent of misogyny that just keeps... Like every time they have an opportunity to show women in a an interesting, um, layered, complicated way, shy away every but single time. As as evidenced with the Sand Snakes, who mm-hmm. <laughs> were just ridiculous caricatures of what I think David and Dan believe powerful women should be. Um, <laughs> clearly. They are meant to be sexy uh, and half-naked and say stupid things. Super tough. They're basically dudes, right? But with boobs. Dudes with boobs. Strong women. Dudes with boobs. Like (laughs) dead pussy. Trademark. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, you know, veering a little bit away from the misogyny aspect is the Jamie misogyny, which... uh... Okay, so that segues into, if I have to name my least favorite book to show change, I'm going to make it just personal and just say Jamie's characterization. (laughs) That was mine as well. That was mine as well. It made no sense, like, to take him away from the Riverlands, to put him into Dorne. It totally just, like, stunted his growth as a character. It actually regressed his growth as a character, and, like, the motives were ridiculous. It started way before that. It started in the first season. Like, <sighs> they, they took a step to the side with Jamie and just slowly kept veering further and further and further from the Jamie path. I mean, luckily we've got Nikolai Coster-Waldo right. who, like, embodies Jamie in these weird situations and kind of pulls some of it off, but the characterization has just been bad. I mean, you know, go back to, like, the killing his cousin and stuff exactly. like that. It's just like, oh, yeah. 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 That, that is, that, that is. I mean, I, I would argue Jamie doesn't really actually have a characterization. He's been used as a plot <laughs> device for <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much <laughs> most of the whole show. It's look. I think I think you're right. I think that, the, and this is true of many characters. Unfortunately, characterization is just not consistent with a lot of characters. And Jamie and Stannis, for example, are prime examples of that. Um, Jamie, well, I'd argue as, as, as Chicky was saying, it, it really does go way back to season one. There are moments in season one where I didn't see Jamie and Jamie at all. And you're right. I think, thankfully, Nikolai has this uncanny ability to actually pull off some of the stuff and make it seem not so 
out of character in a way. But yeah, the fact that he kills Elton, um, the fact that we we know that they they don't understand Jamie the writers. We've heard them say repeatedly and at length that you know this character is a monster. With I think um, Michelle McLaren even in one of the more recent commentaries that we talked about said you know on oh, this is Jamie and he he used to be a bad guy now he's a good guy. Like it's that <laughs> simplistic thing again that they. They don't really know how to write for him. Um, we have had some really good Jamie moments, um, really sort of, I think, true to book Jamie character moments, but I don't know. It, we haven't had one in a good long while, I don't think. I mean, there were issues from the beginning, but we had some good Jamie, and then season four happened, and then season five happened. And like, who is this guy? I don't even know this yeah, man who anymore. Who is he now? I don't know. Season five had the, when he went to go pick up Braun. Like, that actually was like, okay, that scene, that's Jamie. Yeah, I had a bit of swagger there. <laughs> yeah. It's not enough. Like, little, just little Well, I know it's not enough, <laughs> but I mean, it, that was it. <laughs> Let us hold on. Let us hold on to this one little thing, please. <laughs> uh, give us this. Give us hope this. hope you enjoyed your 60 seconds of shitty goodness, because that's it. You know, <laughs> character goodness. Ow. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Sorry, guys. All right. Does anyone else want to uh, add their opinion on least favorite book to show change, or you want to try? We like just continually add to. Yeah, <laughs> this could be an episode. So it's this episode, <laughs> yeah, really? I agreed. All right, let's try the next one. So this question is: Are show Jamie and Brienne too romantic? Was the Oathkeeper scene overly shippy? Oh, yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Are you going to be unpopular? People are so stupid. Jamie and Brian fans right here, but I think I've said it before, but yes, I think that sometimes show Jamie and Brian can be a little too overtly romantic. And I don't say this because I don't like romance and, you know, or even sappy or fluffy romance in certain certain scenarios, but to me, that's not who book Jamie and Brienne are. I mean, not from what we've seen of them so far. And the book Oathkeeper scene, the book Oathkeeper scene, one of my absolute favourite scenes in the, the series run, and it's it's so full of tension and uncertainty and Jamie being Jamie, you know, just being a complete idiot. You know, he wants to antagonise Brienne and he's almost goading her into believing the worst of him and yeah he gives her the sword and yes I know what I said he gives her this priceless sword (laughs) but then he tells her you know okay it comes with a price and he initiates this whole misunderstanding where Brienne thinks that he wants her to serve his family and to go off and kill Sansa and Jamie lets her think that for a bit he wants her to think that of him you know he he has this weirdly dark pleasure in doing that with Brienne repeatedly and then kind of doing these little reveals like, hey, no, I actually want want you to do something good. I want to do something good. I want you to find the girl and I want you to save my honour. And it's <laughs> such a childish, conflicted back and forth between the two and it's mm-hmm. so complex and full of this weird tension and... Instead, we got the swoony, the swoon fest happening with them. <laughs> you know, though, I gotta say, given that we get so little after it, I mean, what, you know, a look back, um, Tarthgasm, <laughs> you know, the endless things of Brienne at a window, I mean, I will take it. Oh, you wanna give me swoony yeah. JB romance? 
Can I tell you why? I have I'm, a feeling, a sick feeling, this is it. I, I think no, no, I, I'm going to stop that it. scene and say, fine, it was good. <laughs> I'm happy. That's the second it. time you said that already, Kama. You're such a downer. I'm, I'm a, <laughs> you know what? And normally, I'm probably not as much of a diehard shipper, but I, it worked for me. I mean, I, I realized that there's so much complexity that got lost there, but yeah, I, I don't know. It was... You know what? I actually don't disagree with you. I think that the the show Oathkeeper scene was nice in its own way, and I think that it was great at the time because it was so overly romantic that to me it was further confirmation that both the show. Can I tell you why I don't like that? Because I agree with everything you're saying, but I don't like it. Here's why: for me, my favorite moment in the book is that golden bitch slap of respect that. Jamie delivers. Yeah, we're not getting that. No, but like, maybe we might. Who knows? We might. And if we do, going back to the Riverlands. If we do get it, it's the impact has been kind of taken out by that overly. Yeah, yeah. That overly. I'm just that's 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 way. It'll be like two years later. Okay, but I'm just okay. Okay, okay. I I gotta say. Okay, here is here is what the show scene is lacking. Right, the show keeper scene. Tension. The tension is fucking gone because you can see that they're totally gaga for each other in the scene. <laughs> and the whole thing with the books is you don't fucking know what's going on. And I like tension in my romance. I love tension in my romance. I don't like, like, Lot and I have gone round and round and round a lot about this, but like, reading fanfic, I don't like established relationship. I don't want to know that it's going to end happily. <laughs> like, I love the tension, and the show just completely drained it all out. And it, yeah, it's not that I don't think the show scene works, because it does, and I enjoy it on a show level and in like a fanfic type level. I like it. But it's like nothing compared to the real thing in the book, to yeah, me. That's exactly Given how many fun. people don't seem to understand that it's actually a romance that's being written, it is sort of like you have to literally knock them over the head with it. And yeah. the scenes, yeah. other than them kissing and making out before she leaves. I mean, yeah. but even then people are like, oh, he has a respect gasm for her. Like, oh, shut up. I don't even care what the non It's a platonic orgasm, okay? I don't care if they need to be convinced that Jamie and Brianna are a romantic thing because I am 100% certain that Jamie and Brianna are a romantic thing. But yes, I mean, that's what I was saying. It's missing all the tension. It's missing all the uncertainty. I'm I too, Chicky, as you know, I'm not a fan of established relationship fanfic. But if you have to look for positives in the show scene, and I do see some, it is to me further confirmation that both the show and the book were or are heading towards more overtly romantic Jamie and Brienne. So, you know, that was a positive for me and I enjoyed it for what it was because, you know, it's still Jamie and Brienne and something's (laughs) happening between them. Um, Yeah, the story Oathkeeper scene as a comparison to book Oathkeeper, it's not Jamie and Brienne. It didn't capture the essence of their fraught relationships in the book at this stage. It didn't capture that tension. We are going to have at least two years before they're in a scene together again, though. It's kind of like it needed some it needed some kind of finality. And even if the show is trying to fake us out into thinking that they're never going to meet up again, um, you know, I think that's part of it, too. I like, Gail, that you were just now totally convinced they're never going to meet again. You were my only hope. No, well, I'm sure they're, they're going to meet. They're faking us out. They yeah, they're faking us out. Good. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, D&D. I'm going to believe... What? Episode six 
episode 10, season 6, like five seconds from the end, and then it'll be a year from that. So it'll be literally like three <laughs> years. Probably. Saw, turning into George. We all saw those red tents. If the red tents are knocking, don't come. Wait, if the rocket don't come knocking. <laughs> uh, okay, let's try the next one. Um, what book characters do you miss the most? So Jamie and Brienne. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I miss, um, I would have loved to have seen either Wyman Manderley or Barbary yes! Dunn. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. I Heil, Heil, Heil. Hunt. <laughs> yeah, Heil, that's mine too, Lot. Only one. Heil. Oh, Heil. Yeah, Heil would have been so fun. It would have been if great to see, be... like, Heil Hunt, like, in his own, like, buffoonery way, trying to goad Brienne, and then just seeing that, like, having that visual of Brienne and Jamie and him doing it so well and then him just like this lackluster watered down version it would have been fantastic I, I want it you want Red <laughs> that too <laughs> you know, I would have just been like a piece of humor in season 5 too which was really lacking any mm. humor <laughs> and it just would have been hilarious like, mm-hmm. him trying to like distract her from watching out the window and shit like it could have been awesome <laughs> you know, I like the guy with the six. You know what would have made those scenes with Brienne staring out a window even better? If Hyo Hunt. Offering to get her pregnant. He'd be like pinching her ass as she's looking out the window. His shitty proposals. I need to see that on screen. I need to see those shitty marriage proposals. This is going in a totally different direction to, you know, the funny, like, levity kind of stuff, but... I I miss Stoneheart, which is funny because I was not a fan of what George did to Catelyn with Stoneheart in the books. You know, I and I hated it, in fact. Wow. But her role and, and her importance to the Jamie and Brienne storyline in Beast and Dance and mm. in Wins, presumably one day in 84 years. Um, I'm, I'm just really sad that we, we're not going to get to see that dynamic play out on screen, I think. I know that Lot still has hope. She's like, season six. Every fucking season, I will be holding out hope for Stoneheart. I liked her in the books, too. I did. I thought she was great and grisly and creepy, and I love that shit. <laughs> oh, and Cold was... Hands. I would have liked to have seen Cold, cold Hands. yes. Yeah, he would have been a cool addition. No pun intended. Yes. <laughs> so, I thought Bell we were going to get him, too. I wanted to see Strong Bell. Bell was. Yeah, Strong Bell was. Oh. Garland and Willis, even though we've never met yes. Willis. Yeah. Yeah. And Davin. Jenna. And Jenna. Yeah. Oh, Jenna. That's, that would be my number two. Well, maybe we That's will awesome. see her. Maybe we will. They do Riverlands. All right. Next question. What book characters do you wish stayed on the page? Stannis. <laughs> Get out. Get out. I mean, because of what they did to him. I'd rather well, yeah, so he but... not exist at all is what he would prefer. Yeah, I prefer to believe there's a there's a season two Dallas kind of fix in the works, you know, where someone's going to come out of the shower and that's all going to be a dream. <laughs> Davos will come out of the shower with status. There you go. The weirdest dream. But you were there. Oh, can uh, I can I, I just project mine? Like I am pretty sure I'm gonna hate Euron. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna Maybe wish they never tried. So I really I, I you're preemptively. <laughs> Euron will yeah. probably rock up with Victorian, and I'm just gonna not watch it all. Did you say Ramsay um, Snow Eon? Because that was mine. 
That was mine too. Yeah. I would have been fine without Ramsey. Jane. I would have been fine without Craster. I would have been fine oh, with yeah. But I don't know how you could do I don't know that they could do it without Craster. Yeah. Yeah, how would we get all those incest babies? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think you kinda have to, but Mm. All right, let's go. The, Next the one. sand snakes, they could have stayed on oh, the page. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, the sand snakes. Yeah, that's an obvious. All right, next question. Favorite show-only character? I'll let you guys go. Locke. Locke, <laughs> yeah. Lock, yeah. Not, not Ollie? <laughs> I, I don't like Roz. I can say Roz. Um, Roz is fine. I'm going to say Cassie because she was freaking oh, awesome. Oh, oh, and oh, I heard she comes good. back and kills Ollie next season. Uh, she's my number two for sure. But yeah, number one. awesome she killed Ollie. That'd be so great. That would be amazing. Like, she just steps <laughs> off the boat. The first thing she does is knife Ollie in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Tato Boy of Doom. Maybe she'll come back as the Knight's Queen or whatever. <laughs> I, that's, a, that's a queen I could get behind. Yeah. I'll hail the queen. <laughs> Definitely my favorite like, show character is uh, Locke, obviously. <laughs> he has the I, most. I like Locke and Roz as well. I he, think they he's did like, quite a good job with them. He's like the most For quotable. Like about two... <laughs> I give up. I give up. It's like Lot. Please go ahead and tell us all I that. just want to talk Locke. about Locke. Yeah. I know, baby, go ahead. <laughs> I think he's like the most quotable character ever on that show. It's simply because of the way Noah Taylor delivers his lines. Like, he's brilliant. I love him. That's it. Yeah. He's, go ahead. He's, he's fantastic. For about 2.5 seconds, I totally shipped him with John. Um, and I normally don't care about John. Oh, Arel and John? <laughs> Sorry. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyone else got a favorite show? We heard Ross, got Locke. Ollie was, I think, jokingly mentioned. <laughs> Carsey. That's all I can think. Yeah? Yeah, it gets covered. The good show inventions are few and far between. No Talisa fans amongst us? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. Alright, next one. Um, are there characters that you prefer the show version to the book version and vice versa? Yeah. Love show Varys. Oh yeah, yeah, Varys. Uh huh. Yeah. It's got to be Varys. I like Show Bruce. Um, and Definitely. Show, yeah, show Bruce as well. You know, I as much as I like Bruce's scenes, particularly the ones with Theon in um, dance, I prefer the the show characterization because I think if you saw Book Bruce, you'd be running because the man is yeah. just such a f- obvious and freak. And I Show Bruce. If you didn't sure pay too much attention or you weren't, like, with him for too long, you'd never know. Yeah, I think he's another one like Vargo Holt. Uh, um, Holt. He's he's a bit of a caricature. I think if you put him on screen, it would just no. You'd be like, work. Rob, what are you thinking? You're the dumbest person alive. <laughs> he's, like, he's standing in front of you with leeches, Rob. I mean, come on. <laughs> he's a vampire. Rob, please. <laughs> Rob, please. Well, um, and then... I always wondered, like, how did they not, like, how did Ned not say to his son, you know, by the way, if you ever have an opportunity and you, you see Bruce Bolton coming, you run, because that man is fucked up. You know? Well, you know. It's not very smart. It's normal for them, you know? Like, yeah. it's just, oh, yeah, the Boltons, leeches, blah, 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 whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Slide man on the plane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Slide man, it's all good. 
Um, I also, I think I prefer Shojora. I think, I don't know how much of that is because of the way Ian Glenn plays him and because he's just way hotter than Jorah is supposed to be. You know I'm that shallow. But I'm shallow. I admit it. I like, I like, uh, show Jorah too. I just prefer a Jorah who's a little bit more fleshed out, a little bit more charismatic. I know that's going against book Jorah. <laughs> you know, and the same goes for Oberon, which I put all down to oh, Pedro Pascal. Oh, like, he is one oh, swath motherfucker. <laughs> Sacks on a stick. Um, oh, well, and I mean, as Lot mentioned earlier, Marjorie. I think that yeah. obviously yeah. they expanded on her character quite a bit for the show, but I think that it really fits in with her existing book characterization. Um, and it adds to it in a really entertaining way. And obviously, Nat Dormer is a superstar that can do no wrong. So, yeah. definitely Marge. Yeah, I'm going to just give a shout out to Charles Dance's characterization of Tywin. I know it's so dramatically different than book. I and like I know it. that I'm being manipulated by the show to, you know, have this popular opinion of Tywin, <laughs> but he's fantastic. So that's no, that, yeah. That's I mean, I, I have a lot. I have a lot of issues with show Tywin, but I actually do. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> None at all. <laughs> but I do. I just love Charles Dance, and there are some things that he does with Tywin that I really, really enjoy. So yeah, I agree with you there. Glad it exists. I I vastly prefer book Cersei. I mean, I have nothing. I think Lena Headey is a a good actress. Um, I don't like how she's written, and I don't particularly like how she performs her. I book Cersei to me. I wish we'd gotten more of that. Yeah, one hundred percent agree with you. Me yep. too. I have, I have a few characters that I think are way better in the books, and Jamie is one of them, and I think we've covered that. Same with Brienne. Asha, another one. Asha, I think Stannis, yeah. Catelyn. I'll give Asha some hope for the coming season. She's not terrible in the show. I do prefer her in the books. She just got rid of all of her, like, sexiness and right. feistiness. Yeah, but well, I, in I, the blocking, I think totally undercut, cause that, her one, uh, her one scene or second, two scenes in, uh, Season four, I think it was. Oh, it was. Shirtless. Yeah, it was just. But she could be better, and yeah. I still don't understand why they had to change her name. But that's I another story. I think Gemma Whelan could. I mean, I think she does a good job with what she's given. I think that she was a good choice for Asha. Um, mm-hmm. I just wish that they did, yeah, a little more with her. And I like to pretend that season four for Asha doesn't exist. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you, you could just do with more sexiness. I can't remember who I said really that. Could. You didn't find it sexy when Theon was feeling her up. <laughs> that was super hot on I the beach. I know you'd Watch like it. that. DVD <laughs> skips a little bit there. Ah, uh, you took the bait. It was great. <laughs> it was my fault. <laughs> so, okay, let's go on to the next question. Um, what events were, in your opinion, best translated to the screen? The Blackwater. I like the yeah. Blackwater. It's great. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't have the big flame and chain boom, but I mean that was awesome. It was it was really good for yeah. what the amount of budget they did have. They did a great job with it. I totally. I agree. think the bath scene. Yeah, that was. Oh amazing. yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know, uh, I think mine is Ned's beheading. Oh, that's what I had. <laughs> that's wow. my favorite yeah, thing. Yeah, that was so well done. Like. Not just the death scene, but the events leading up to Ned's death. I thought they were all really well done. But yeah, the scene with his beheading, 
that is just so beautifully shot and acted, like, with Joffrey being such dick, and then you've got Sansa screaming for mercy, and Cersei's, like, in the background trying to rein Joffrey in to absolutely no effect, and then you've got Arya just watching, and then she's being held by Yorin, and you hear the beheading, and then you see Arya's face, and then you just see that flock of birds take off, and it was no sound after that. I just think the entire thing was perfection, mm. <laughs> which is, like, not something that I'd ever th- thought I would say about someone's beheading, but, yeah, it was <laughs> So kind of like the Tudors and Anne Boleyn, though, actually, yeah, like no, that the was, birds and stuff. That's really well done, yeah. Also Nat Dormer, who's amazing. Yeah. Great. I if think... only Nat Dormer had played Ned. No, I'm just kidding. I think Sean Bean. She probably could. <laughs> she made a great Ned. She probably <laughs> she could. Play, she could play anyone. <laughs> sexy Ned. Could she play that sexier. dumb? She'd be a little sexier than normal. I think for she me. She could play that dumb. Yeah. She'd be a smart, sexy Ned. What would that be like? Um, it'd be appropriate. Gender swap, you can write it totally. Oh, gosh. I think for me, my favorite scene ever on the show, and I know I said it when it aired, was the Purple Wedding. That is my favorite, like, Game of Thrones episode to date. Just, I loved it. Even the liberties that they took, like, the changes, um, when they did the dwarves reenacting the War of the Five Kings, instead of having them on, like, horses and pigs and all that, but, yeah, I thought it was really old school soap opera. Mm-hmm. And then they all except it needed up. like a little bit of Soroya coming in. <laughs> they all wake up just to dream. Like you know, I, I'm just I'm even thinking about like the set itself. Like it never felt like um, normally like you're looking at a set. Like you're just looking at the one wall and the other wall. It was they utilized that whole space. I loved it. it was yeah, great. it's one of those. Yeah, the scale of the purple wedding was pretty impressive. Yeah, it's one of those scenes that we talk about that have such an immense cast of characters involved and it's they managed to I think incorporate everything and everyone into it really well yeah the colors and there was drama and humor and tragedy and, and Joffrey you know, died I mean what, of... what, what more could you want <laughs> it was the pie. the pie look the Ooh, pie, the pie. <laughs> everyone's thinking of that gif right now I know it <laughs> I know Actually, I'm thinking of the one where, was it the one that Aaron made with Jamie? Fuck yeah, bye! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, anyone else have a favourite scene or should we go on to the next one? Yeah, alright. Next. Uh, which actor most perfectly embodies their book character? I'm curious uh, if anyone The guy that plays Davos. Oh, gosh, funny name. Yes. I love his Davos. I think it's pretty close to book Davos. Davos is awesome in all ways. He's very good. Yeah. Well, I disagree about Tywin. I think Charles Dance does a very good book Tywin. Um, But I am actually not going to go with him. I am going to go with Jack Leeson as Joffrey. Oh, my God. I should have said that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think... That and it, I, I think he left acting, but he did such a fantastic job. He got Joffrey's occasional, like once in a while, he'd get out something that was somewhat intelligent, and then you know, screw it up with his insanity or his stupidity. Or he was good. 
am I misremembering or is Jack Gleason going back to acting? Did I hear Oh, that? is he? I don't know. Now I, I have like not I'm really been following. The last thing I heard, he had been um, following like academia, but maybe. Yeah, he was. Like yeah, religious sure. studies or something, I think he was in. I think he was doing philosophy and theology and yeah, that kind of thing. But yeah, I thought I mean, I he first... might be so typecast though at this point. <laughs> he could only he play Joffrey. Yeah. yeah, he might never There's nothing on his IMDb page, but that doesn't mean he can't be pursuing yeah i'm not sure i thought theater or whatever yeah yeah he was perfectional in 2014 he confirmed he would be permanently retiring from acting so unless he's changed his mind again yeah well it's something i had recently but honestly i'd have to go and look to see where i where i read it Um, but he was he i thought he did such a great job I would love to see him in another role. I would love to see what he would do with a completely different role. I think that he has the chops, so I'd like to see it. Um, so, actor that most perfectly embodies a book character. I think uh, old Dario was a pretty good embodiment of <laughs> Dario. <laughs> Without the crazy hair. <laughs> um, Sean Bean did a fantastic job with Ned. Um, and, yeah. and Mark Addy was really good as, as good old Bobby B, I thought as well, even though we had him for such a short time. I think uh, for me, we never hear anything said about Maisie Williams, like, you know, well, Aria would never do that, or I didn't like the way that she did this. So I'm going to say Maisie Williams as Aria would probably be. Yeah, I was struggling between Maisie and Alfie Allen and then Jason yeah. Omoa. And I think, when I think though, I, like, I love Alfie Allen, but I think he, almost brings more to Theon, yeah. whereas if I I can't even imagine thinking of Drogo as anyone but Jason Momoa. Like, he is so him. Like, he's just I, Did you just say he is so hot? Yes, I agree. <laughs> A thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with you. I thought of Elfie as well, and I think he does a, you know, I think he does an incredible job, but it's not an exact replica of book field. Not that any of these actors do exact replicas of their book counterparts, but yeah, he does bring a little more, I think, into it. Yeah, Jason Momoa is just so, like, he he, you know, obviously he has the physical, the physical, like, resemblance of, of what you think Drogo would be, but just like, the spirit of the man. Like, he is the man. Mm-hmm. He is the man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's that all right. I think I'm blushing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's Nikolai for me. It's completely Nikolai as Jamie. See, I have a slight issue with that. Like, I think he's, he was brilliant as Jamie sort of earlier on. Well, more like late season one, early season two, and then season three also was fantastic. And then we had that downward shift starting in season four but that's not really Nikolai's fault that's the problem. yeah I don't I don't see this as Nikolai I, I think somehow Nikolai managed manages to grab some Jamie in scenes yeah. where there is no actual Jamie which to me is pretty damn impressive yeah, most, so yeah for me it's Nikolai mark of a good actor mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I don't know I just think the writing has just been so terrible for him it's hard it's hard for him to even find those little moments most of the time now all right. So, which casting do you think was the biggest fail? <laughs> I'm getting sand snakes. Littlefinger. <laughs> for Littlefinger. Kind of affection. Look, I think I don't want to diss Aiden Gillen. I mean, we we do all the time, but he's so good in other. So let's not tonight. No, what I want to say is he's so good in other things. He's just not. And I know some of this is the writing, but some of it is definitely his portrayal. I don't, yeah, I don't love it. 
can I, I I'm going to say hundred percent. So you know what is, as wildly erratic as his performance and his God knows his accent. I mean, I, I half want to do a Kickstarter to buy him some lights and have to get him a dialogue coach and maybe one for Peter Dinklage too, but God, that would be so insulting. Random Kickstarter. Uneven is a good word for his portrayal. That's it. I mean, for me, the casting between the Sand Snakes, although God knows how any any actress could make the right you know, pussy line sound um, intelligent. Probably, like, I don't understand New Marcella at all. I mean, that for me was like, what the fuck is this? I, I don't know. There was... Mm, I think they were They normally do such a good job. Yeah, that's what I'm going to highlight. They normally do a good job, I think but... casting is actually one of the show's biggest strengths. Like, Nina Gold and her team rarely miss, in my opinion. So I do want to say that, but there have been... Yeah. There have been a few I misses, and I think that... Most of them are at least partially due to the writing as well. Yeah, so, but I don't know. I'm I actually think, think Lena Headey is the worst. I just that think was she's my not, answer too. Girl. She's not Cersei. Oh. She's well, she'd make not, a great like. She'd make a great like. Yeah, she's a great. Poly. I just think the she's writing great, but is a huge part of that as well. Well, I think but she's a huge part of it too. Yeah, she is a huge part of. They've admitted that they wrote to her, mm-hmm, so right. it's like. The the casting was the failure. It's not that she's not amazing, because she is unquestionably amazing. It's just that the casting was poor. You know that when I she I looked at this, like stupid in the, the wig and where George wrote <laughs> the episodes and her stuff then is is fine because she yes she can Cersei. play Cersei when she has the material. She really and does. I mean, we did mention that. You that some mm-hmm. who need to you know. Doesn't matter. You know what? They'll make the part look good no matter what. But, yeah. but I think, to... yeah, I was just gonna say, I think Chicky raises a good point. The fact that they auditioned her and then wrote for her is, is a casting fail either way that you look at it. I mean, I think that she definitely has the ability to, to portray book Cersei and we've seen that in episodes that George wrote. But yeah, I, I think they probably The other one that for me else. is a problem is um Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Time. Thank you someone said it. Yeah. The most uninteresting, unnuanced, lame <laughs> performance considering the source material she has to work with. I think she's okay. I think they could have found numerous stronger Dannys. No, she's not okay. I think she's that the she worst. She's by far <laughs> the weakest. She has a terrible supporting cast for the most part and not necessarily the acting but the characters that she's with. Are all vanilla for the most, for the, I mean, yeah. from season one, no, cause obviously Harry Lloyd and Jason Moab and Ian Glenn are all really great. Well in season one. And there's a lot to play off of, but season two and but three. But if you're the eh, lead, you shouldn't be dependent on your support. Well, like, but they didn't there's go no with characters a strong for her to actress play after. with a lot of credit. They went with someone who had a couple of things. If you go with someone with a lot of experience, you know, or who's one of those actors who can make shit, you know, sound like gold. Like, look at Charles Dance. That man has done what I've seen all his movies, and trust me, he's been in some stinkers. But he has that. He knows how to do that. Amelia Clark will never know how to do that. And it's not like they needed, I mean, they're all sort, it's not like it's an unplayable part. 
I mean, there should be people out there who would be capable of doing a good job there. I think, to play, I to think one of the issues is that we haven't seen any vast improvement in Amelia's portrayal. I mean, we talked about when Gwendolyn first started playing Brienne, and you know, she wasn't the best at that, but she has improved in leaps and bounds over the, one you know, kit. Right, but Amelia sort of has just this baseline of mediocrity, in my opinion. (laughs) She can do some things well. She can, I I love it when she's sort of playing the regal part and she's speaking in high Valyrian. She does that well, but there are a lot of things that she is very (laughs) average at doing and some things she's kind of bad at doing. And I think that (laughs) it was a casting fail. I think the writing doesn't write her as a human being enough, and she does well in the scenes where they write her as a human. The writing is definitely not particularly good for for Danny either, I agree. But then neither is the book writing (laughs) in parts. Well, and that's the problem. I mean, when you're, although they don't do well when they have good source material, so I don't know why we expect them to do well when they have... (laughs) Not great source material. Yeah. Well, both Lena and Amelia were nominated for Emmys, so I guess we're all wrong anyway. <laughs> and that's not no one cares about the Emmys. There you go. <laughs> okay, next if it question. For best lighting, I was going to have to go take a hit out on somebody. Because... <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Um, what will you never forgive the show for leaving out? I dreamed of you. If you want her, <laughs> go get her. Go get her. Yeah, she only yeah, rescues yeah. maidens. I only rescue maidens. <laughs> that whole sequence of events. You know what mine is? Because is it it's the such a minor... Danny kiss? No, no, no. 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 My... no. Mine is such a minor thing that they totally could have thrown in, and no one will ever convince me it wouldn't have fit. And just, it's just a simple, have Jamie call Brienne Wench. It wouldn't have taken much. It would have meant so much to book readers. Why do it wouldn't you think have been a big deal. I, they, I just can't get my head around it. Laziness. They just didn't bother. But it's one word. <laughs> it's, it's one fucking oh. word. One syllable. <laughs> and it does mean a lot. Their whole, they've got that whole, you know, identity thing going on with each other. You know, my name is Brienne. My name is Jamie. And, oh, I don't know. Did they think that it was too complex to include that? I mean, it's ridiculous. That line about him chastising his wife would have been great, too. <laughs> Although they kind of did that. With the yeah, just gets our juices flowing. Yeah. Juices yeah, flowing. Still, chastising my wife is way better. <laughs> oh, man. All right, next question. Um, is show Brienne ugly enough? Nope. Clearly <laughs> she, not. She should be uglier. You know, yeah. Uh, I mean, she works for me um, because I, I can, I can put book Brienne into her. Um, but I think that I don't love the way that Gwen being hot has seemingly made some people think that book Brienne isn't that unattractive. You know, you hear right. a lot of she'd be kind of pretty if she wore makeup and fixed her teeth. And it's everyone kind of wants to give her the makeovers, right? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of missing the whole point of Brienne. Like, Brienne being unattractive is so crucial to her development and to who she is at her core that to say that she's not ugly is to not see Brienne as she is. So I think that I know it's hard to cast ugly in Hollywood, apparently. And Gwen well, is. also, yeah. Um, you need ugly six foot three 
and can act yeah. and yeah. can, you know, do the stunts. Yeah. I mean, I guess they could have given her, like, some prosthetics on her face Yeah, or something. Be, it would be difficult. Well, they did the, their best they could, I guess, without... You know, I, I agree with you, YD. I think it's one of those things where I'm willing to look the other way because it is Hollywood and you have a limit. I mean, there are a limited number of people. It's not like Danny where there are tons of people out there. That you need. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about Harry Lloyd playing Daddy. I just think it would have been amazing. It would have actually. <laughs> but I mean, I'm willing to look the other way. They cast a very attractive woman to play Brienne because, again, you got to find someone of the height, the physique, all that stuff. But you're you're right because book Brienne is intrinsically ugly. The only thing about her that Jamie comments on are her eyes, but everything else. You know, she's ugly and that is, that's some, so core to her character and what that's done to her. And that bothers me that that gets left out of the mix. Although again, how you convince a show only audience of this is a little tough, you know, because we look at, it's like the Cinderella thing. We see people, they keep telling you they're unattractive, they're ugly, but you put them in a, I mean, we're kind of, um, programmed in a way to expect that from movies and TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, that was what was so unique about that character for me in the books is that, no, you know, you put her in a dress, doesn't do anything. Makes it you worse. Know, it, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's what, it's not just about Brienne and, and affecting Brienne's character. It's affecting the whole Jamie and Brienne love story because that's what makes it so unique that what that's what makes it so interesting to me the whole beauty and the beast thing and the the fact that this beautiful man would fall for a a severely ugly woman and you know it's not about looks it's about the fact that they get to know each other and they respect each other and and honor each other and fall in love with each other on the basis of that Hmm. all right next question is show Jamie hot enough? Yes. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah. Um, no, he's still not hot he, enough. I could say I, he I could be that. hotter, but he'll do. <laughs> Sorry, he's hot enough. He's, hot enough. he's not beautiful. Like, I mean, okay, now I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> he's really good looking. Because he's supposed to be son- He's supposed to be kind of girly. He's yeah, supposed to be beautiful. beautiful. Prefer, yeah. Not at all. I prefer show Jamie. I don't need yeah. him to be pretty with curls, okay? I know. <laughs> He's hot oh, I much, today. yeah, agreed. And he's not just hot enough, he's strong enough. Let's just keep that part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is your favorite aspect of the production of the show? Good question. I love the locations that they pick. It's just mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, to yeah. build off your yeah. answer, Eon, I'm going to say the, I guess, the costuming and the hair. Like, they mm-hmm. definitely, they pick their regions and you always feel like that's the style of that region so yeah you really do yeah i have huge problems with costuming and i'm i'm not unhappy that woman left but okay but like (laughs) what i'm saying even if you don't like the costume you know what region that person is from because they keep it uniform no they don't (laughs) maybe we should say i mean they do really well like the bravo stuff was fantastic i love that but I look at the people wandering around King's Landing going, I have no idea why half of these people dress like they're preparing for, um, you know, 
um, Frostbite Falls, uh, Minnesota, and the other half are dressing like they're because it's you know, a cosmopolitan in, city, and you got a mix of people from no, everywhere. But even in a cosmopolitan <laughs> city, if it's hot, everybody dresses for the weather. You got characters. Yeah, well, they can't just go to Walmart and pick out <laughs> weighing like fifty tons, and then you got characters half dressed in those weird <laughs> sheet-like things the hookers all wear with that one little doohickey for their um their underwear, whatever that's supposed to be. No. Well, they they are whores. They're trying to advertise, so like you don't like, wear a <laughs> bundle you of have furs. Maids who dress like this? I mean, and, they, and you have ladies of the court. Like I said, half of them are dressed like it's ninety five degrees. The other half are dressed like it's thirty. It's, some, some maybe some it's just cold at night. Okay? Some horse can't afford the full like finery, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so much kites in the street, comma. They don't all live in Littlefinger's brothel. No, but I mean, you look at the people in the court. You look at the ladies in the court. You look at the ladies in the um the servants. They're all dressed very oddly. I mean, there's no. I don't know. I'm not a fan. Okay. You will never convince me. Okay. Look, my my probably my favorite aspect of the production is the music and uh, the sound. Uh, being a music type person, I guess, I think that the show does. They, they just do a brilliant job with all of that. There have been some really standout musical moments for me. Um, Man, he's so hot, too. Oh, uh, Ramin Jawa. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's super hot. <laughs> he rarely puts a foot wrong in my book. Like, I, there are, there are times in the show where they've just had this brilliant music that's just beautifully accompanied what's going on kind of like uh i really like how they ended uh jamie's hand chop with you know <laughs> the uh the, the hold steady hold steady's version of the bear and the maiden fair i thought you that liked was, that like, i thought that was so jarring and discordant and that was what i think they should have been aiming for with that ending um i love the way that they repeatedly use different versions of the reigns of castamere in places um, and even like the lack of sounds, they know when to use sound and when not to use sound. Like in Hard Home, um, mm-hmm. you know when John and Co are rowing away from the others, and the sound just keeps dropping, dropping until it's just mm-hmm. silent. It was chilling. They use stuff like that to amazing effect. Yeah. I, honestly, I have very little issue with the music and the sound in the show. Yeah, I hated you know that hand chop music. What? <laughs> I hate the God theme song. I really don't like it at all. <laughs> what? Get out. Get out. Get out. Yeah. Get out. I mean, it's no Dallas, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yet. I've, I've really liked the fight choreography, except for like this, the latest sand season snakes. with the sand snakes. What well, was horrible? That was like Mighty Power Ranger. Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> You You know what mine is? I like the effects. Like, I have this glaring problem with the Danny scene, what was it, in 509, whenever she rode off on Drogon. It was just horrific. But for the (laughs) most part, the visual effects are phenomenal. Yeah, they're great. Mm -hmm. The others in particular, I think they do them really, really well. Oh, yeah. The skeletons that kill Jojen. Awesome. (laughs) 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 Dark skeletons. Hey, those skeletons paid like off. Jason, yeah. Those were like Jason and the Argonaut skeletons, too. They're great. They're creepy. Yeah. Otherworldly. They're I love good. it. 
They were hilarious, and I don't think. No, when Ray Harryhausen did them back in the day, they were great and creepy. Now they were. (laughs) You know what? Decades have passed. I still like them. I don't care. I do not care. (laughs) I bet likes them too, (laughs) though. All right. So, what is your waffle cheese? We probably answered some of this. What is your least favorite aspect of the production of the show? Lighting. Lighting. Yep. And look, I was at my friend's house. They have a sixty-inch TV. We watched the thing. We had to turn off all the lights. I was not alone. You had to turn off all the lights, and you still couldn't see anything. It was just black. Yeah. Just the lighting black. is terrible. Like, it doesn't make any sense. You know, I wish the lighting was worse in all the Sansa in winter. <laughs> it's it's never bad when you need it to be bad. It's so true. It's so true. Well, it was dark. They yeah. didn't have electricity, so <laughs> I, I don't thing know. That I would say, yeah, I, but I'm, the crew does. <laughs> Blighting, and that would be writing. It's it's yeah, not. That's been, yeah. I think for me, I'm gonna. Prop. I'm going to say not enough episodes, which kind of ties into the writing. Cause I'm going to say too many. I sound like George. Not enough episodes, as they could flush things out better. Wasn't there a rumor that came out recently that they're going to be doing, like, prequel movies or something? I don't even know. Nah, who cares? No one wants prequels. No one no. wants to hear more about Ned, for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, uh, next question. Um, what are you so thankful for that the show left out? <laughs> The bloody flush. Jane and the dogs. Bestiality was what I answered to, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. I'm really grateful that the show left out all of that book rape that happened off page. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm with you. I think um, Ramsey, the dogs, Jane, Theon, mm-hmm. uh, they kind of made it up to us with Sansa and Winterfell. So mm-hmm. I guess it could have been worse. What about um, those detailed I'm, I'm descriptions of food? <laughs> Can you imagine just like food. the descriptions of food? Damn it! Just some guy like reading the menu in the yes, <laughs> seats. Like, the whole like, cast just stops. reading the menu. I would love that yes. shit. Cheese boy rates the menu. Um, and today we have a, a sharp cheddar from the Dornish <laughs> <laughs> company as well. With this, Soft northern goat cheese. Give me pie. <laughs> Uh, I would love to hear Hot Pie read out all the delicious baked goods. I won't. I do not. <laughs> my favorite parts about reading books is hearing the descriptions of food. I can't help it. You were like George. They go on for 50 pages and you're like, damn it, I want to know about the plot. I, I just want all my books to be food and sex. That's it. That's all I need. Uh, cookbooks and pornography section is what I would direct you to. <laughs> so George is getting yeah. half covered. <laughs> you know, seriously though, I'm I'm really glad we I didn't need to see people dying of dysentery and all that. It's I don't care. I don't uh, want to see that depicted on my screen ever. Thank you. It's yeah, gross. That's a good one. Yeah. So I'll go with Young Griff. The whole fake Aegon thing. I am so glad that the show was that very, <laughs> I'm I'm very with cool it. with that being omitted. Yeah. Yeah, that would have taken up a lot of time. Yeah, that would have been annoying. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to see, like, Tyrion in a boat for, like, just four <laughs> episodes. I mean, I think we saw plenty of Tyrion in a boat. <laughs> we sure did. Yeah, this next one, I bet you we could all answer in tandem. <laughs> what show catchphrase would you be happy to never hear again? 
Bad pussy. Bad pussy. <laughs> that's a catchphrase. I don't think that's a show catchphrase. Like, I'm thinking Sweet Summer Child or like Winter is Coming. <laughs> or, you know, that's everywhere. Bad mm. pussy is such a catchphrase now. Everybody yeah, uses it's it. Everywhere. Yeah, stop trying to make bad pussy happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Just even make it even uh, I don't know. I don't consider it. It's considered a catchphrase. I used it in a. I used it in a tag today on somebody. I think it was Whitey. You shared a picture of Gwendolyn Christie with a cat. Oh, did you? <laughs> and I tagged it "bad pussy" because the cat looks really mean. I haven't been on Tumblr yet today. Um, no, I'm not. I'm gonna, I feel like there's other no ones. Sweet that, Summer that Child and Winter is Coming. Those come from the books, and they're in there plenty. Yeah, yeah, but the whole, you know, nothing Jon Snow is in the books, too, and I could go without hearing that. Oh, it's saying. Yeah, I have to say that. No, I'm actually with you there. I'm a huge huge Jon Snow fan, but I'm sick of that one. I could use more It Is Known, though. Eh, Oh, God. No. I like that one. Well, the thing is, I did it for a long time, so maybe absence makes heart grow fonder, but yeah, I wasn't super Uh. impressed with it. Mm. All right. I hate... I hate when people quote that if you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. Those people I want that to one. Yeah. I mean, that at least once a week. And I hate that quote. Cause I, yes, damn it, I do think it has a happy ending. Do you think I'm fucking investing this much in it if I think it doesn't have a happy ending? <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, dude, if you think this has a happy ending, you've come to the wrong place. Get out. <laughs> it has a happy ending. Do you actually think these books and the show is going to have a happy ending? Yes. What happy ending are you envisaging? Well, I mean, there the author cats. himself has called it a bittersweet ending, which implies sweet. Which There's implies some happiness. Love dies except for one person. No. It's just going to be like Tyrion and Danny die. Good. No, I mean, well, not Arya. so much Tyrion, but... <laughs> that day. would actually be a happy ending, though. Did you just a say lot that? Of are die. <laughs> if Tyrion and Daddy die, that wouldn't be bittersweet for me. That would be awesome. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome for some people. Yeah, bittersweet. Yeah. Where are the sweet? Books are gonna end with the others winning and everyone's dead, except I'm, Bran and the tree. I would prefer that <laughs> end with cat throne. Because I mean, I'm, if the other be on the, I'm out now. If that's if that's the fact, <laughs> screw that shit. Valerian, the cat is no, gonna I'm, like be wandering know. around and be totally in charge. It'll be awesome. I want other Carsi to be on the yeah. throne. That's how I want it to. Other Car- yeah, Queen Carsi. All hail Queen Carsi. <laughs> yeah. First she'll kill Ollie, then she'll kill Daddy, and then the story will be complete. Maybe she'll marry John. Yeah, I hope he dies too. <laughs> Again. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm so sick of him. <laughs> this I know now there are people in other parts of the world glaring into their computer, but I am so over John and his tropiness and his emoness and yeah. I think this episode has perfectly illustrated out of any of them, the various opinions we all have. <laughs> like, every question has been us arguing with each other. <laughs> I think beautiful. the only thing we don't argue about is Jamie and Brienne, which, you know, makes sense. <laughs> no, we argue about that, too. We do a little bit. We do a little well, bit. Well, it's pretty, you know, it'd be pretty awful if you didn't have differing opinions, though. Like, what a yep. wonderful podcast that would be. I yeah, agree, right. Gal. I agree with everything you say. I also well, agree. I, <laughs> I agree with everything. I agree too. 
the lighting. Like when John, when when Melisandre was coming on to John, and and you know he's she's like, you know she's dead, and I, when he says I know, but I still love her. Like oh, John Snow. Like I'm sorry, I love that guy. You know, speaking of John and Melisandre, I read this <laughs> I read this rumor. I think it was in the comment section of Watchers on the Wall, where someone said. John comes back, but he's different and he's harder. And he and Mel have passionate sex, and then he kills all these people. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm I could get that. behind that. That'd yeah, be fun. I might, I, think, I might like. I only want more. Mel and Davos to have hate sex, though. Oh, oh I want oh. that so badly. That would be amazing. No, uh, I'm like, there'd be a lot. Of, there's a lot no. of hate there. So much Ew. hate. The banging would be intense. Well, now that it would, you know, now that Stannis and Davos can't have sex, that, you know, Davos has to get it somewhere. Well, they basically this is the only way they can have sex with Stannis now is to have sex with each other. <laughs> Pretty much. Totally. I thought she was gonna go somewhere else there for a minute. <laughs> I've gone. I've gone somewhere else. I'm <laughs> listening to this. I can't be here right now. <laughs> All right. Okay. Last one. Um, which book line should have been in the show? I already I answered that. Uh, yeah, I dreamed of you. Ed, fetch me a block. I think when the sun is set, no candle can replace it. Mm, the North yeah. fucking remembers. As said, yes. not, not by that, that maid in Winterfell, by Wyman Mandalay, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Stupid maid, then she got herself killed. What good was she? Hmm. I All right. only rescue maidens. Oh, you know what mine is? Is uh, Brienne's line when she's like, I swear to you, he's not the man he was. Mm. Oh, I will always miss that line. And uh, I know it wasn't a spoken word, but I love her no chance and no choice. No choice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Kingslayer's whore. Oh, yeah. Half a, what is it, half a god and half a... Corpse. Half a corpse. Yep. Gone. Mm. And three quarters of a cup of. <laughs> <laughs> I love that like 85% of these to Jamie and Brienne lines now. I don't even care. I don't care no. either. That's why we're here. That's why we exist. It is the Jamie and Brienne podcast. Is it, not? it is. It is. Why is come here? There you go. Oh, that's, that's true. My God. There. What are we thinking? <laughs> we suck. We officially suck. <laughs> if that had actually happened in the show, we could have just like, you know, like into the podcast intro. So it would be like lot saying, welcome to, and then it would just be a sound bite. Close the door. And- <laughs> <laughs> so just think, there's probably show only viewers who have no idea what the hell the title of this podcast I means. Know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are they even talking about? <laughs> well, clearly not, because they always call it shut the door and come shut here. The door and all right. I think that's going to bring us to the end, everyone. Thank you so much. Um, let's Thanks. do ways that you can reach us. Um, we're always looking for new people to sit on this panel. So if you'd like to do that, <laughs> please. Eat. Hey, 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 don't undersell it. It can be good. <laughs> definitely want to sit on this panel. But you're really going to want to after this episode. <laughs> you're scaring them. Okay. You can reach us at close the door and at gmail.com, uh, close the door and come here.tumblr.com. 
Uh, follow us on Twitter at Door Podcast, and please support us on Patreon at uh, forward slash Close the Door. All uh, should be directed to guileandsubterfuge.tumblr.com. <laughs> right. <laughs> like and review us on iTunes. We haven't gotten an iTunes review in quite a while. so That is sad. That makes that me sad nice. in my soul. Is that directed yeah. at a country or just the world in general? You know what? You know who's climbing? It's China. You're getting a lot more Chinese really? lists. So I'm going after the Chinese this episode. <laughs> I heard that the Chinese version of Game of Thrones was edited so much that people had no clue what was going on, though. Maybe well, that's why they listened to the podcast. And then they are complaining. Hey, there you go. They're listening to our recaps. You're welcome, China. Now how about some reviews? <laughs> Thanks for uh, podcasting tonight, ladies. Thanks for moderating. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.